0: minds. Waking when the sun's down. Riding all these highs. Waiting for the calm down. Walk these streets with me. I'm doing decently. Just glad that I can breathe. Yeah. I'm trying to realize it's alright. Can you come?
1: Good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Batch Porch I am E-Five How y'all doing? First of all, grab a seat, cop a squat, get a chair, a pillow, a blanket. Hell, come sit right here on the porch next to me. Get you something warm, something cold, a drink, some water, some tea, some coffee, some juice. It's three o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. Now, first of all, happy Hoodoo Heritage Month. Shout out to your ancestors and all those that have come and paved the way for you. Okay, I do have a Conjure Spell book on Amazon called Gathering Around the Kitchen Table. And I I will, of course, promote my stuff. And I'm going to read a section that might tickle your fancy. One of the chapters is called, For Every Lesson is a Blessing. The hardest lesson turned into life lessons. My pops. I still always say that. My pops was the blessed child my grandmother would tell me. He sang before he could walk. He was born with his legs bent instead of straight. And he spent his summers down south with his grandmother, Big Mama. They were not allowed to wear sneakers or jeans. They were shoes and slacks. My grandfather was the man that didn't play with his boys. Each one had a job, and they had to attend school or join the service. Well, my pops was getting into a lot of trouble, so pop made him enlist. He served four years and came home to play and work. His first love until I was born was music. He loved the drums, as he, and he needed a teacher. Pop found this man who had mentored a fruit greats so my father would work to pay for his lessons. The tutor started with four students. Every day they would come to his house and they would clean, organize, and listen to records. Nobody was practicing. After a few weeks, two students stopped coming. My father would come and do whatever task he was given without complaining. Every day he would have his drumsticks in his back pocket. One day he told me, that the other student was complaining to him, saying that he don't believe this man can teach anything and that they haven't learned anything. He even accused the man of hustling them out of their money. So when he finally got the nerve to question the teacher, he replied that he can go elsewhere and learn. So the young man left. My father kept his head down and continued finishing his assignment. Now, when he got home, my grandfather started questioning my father about being mentored by the man. You wanna read the rest? Great story, great story. And it taught of a lesson that my pop's work ethic, and you know, but this is not the topic, but it goes into it. It's part of a, a lesson in a work ethic that my father had with dedication of playing the drums. My father was a drummer, and he would invest in himself. He worked, he paid, you know, gave mom and pop a little money. He paid for his lessons. That man never had to say, hey, you owe me money, or hey. He paid him. And every day, my pops would go over there and clean, organize while the man played music. You know, and after a while, my father, <clears throat> later on, years later, my father, you know, knew the lesson that the man was teaching him. But he he would listen to the rhythm of different instruments that was being played and the music that he heard. And after a while, he would hum it, you know, hum it so one of the lessons was listening right and then like my father would clean this man's house do his dishes and everything so all the other people the other three students were like "Yo, he's making you into a slave he don't know how to teach nobody but this drummer this mentor taught greats and every student that he had they knew how to handle controversy Back in those days, being black, being a man, being a musician, being a drummer, you got to travel with certain places you can go. You have to act accordingly. You can't allow the outside influence to, you know, um, get you out of your character. It is going to be things stowed against you. So are you staying the course? Are you, there's purpose, right? So when Pops, I never forget when my, my father was telling me the story when Pops was, you know, questioned him and told him he, he got to quit. My father said, no. He was like, no. He said, I'm not quitting. So, jump ahead, all that. One day, now my pops always carried his drumsticks. And it became so normal that the day my father died, he had his drumsticks in his hand. My father would take his drumsticks wherever he, wherever he go. Because he really believed in that motto. If you're always ready, you don't have to get ready. And you only get one shot. and You never know where that shot is going to come. So you got to always be prepared, right? So when the mayor asked my father, he said, why didn't you leave? Like, why why you didn't leave? Why, why you didn't be like the other students? My father said, my first love is my drums. And I've seen you teach and mentor some greats. He's like, so why would I leave? Two days later, The man, there was more to the story, more to it. But two days later, the man started teaching my pops. You know, making sure that every day he learned. My father traveled all over the world playing drums. And back there, that was something. You know, musicians wasn't getting paid. They Not their worth, you know. And my father just enjoyed playing drums. He enjoyed the music. He didn't care about anything else. You know, so shout out to that. You, you share your stories of your your ancestors. This is Hoodoo Heritage Month. It's giving light to all those that came before you. Because they paved the way so you can get where you are today and continue on. So Shout out to that. Always give light and honor and tell the stories of your ancestors. Tell those stories. The ones you remember, the ones that make you cry, the ones that make you laugh, the ones that make you just say, damn. But tell those stories. Because if not, we give the pen to other people and they'll tell the lies. And they won't write it in the way that it happened they are write it in a way to make your next generation bow their head in shame. None of our people weren't shamed. We can't judge them for the acts and the things they do because we didn't know the choices they had to choose from. But stand tall because we stand on their backs, their shoulders. Remember that. So happy Hoodoo Heritage Month. Also, you know, y'all, y'all get ready. Y'all got to start making those vision boards for 2024. And, and I challenge everybody, 300 things that you want God to bless you or do for you in your life in 2024. 300. Most people can't go past 50 because they put that, that ceiling on their dreams and their visions. I, I want you to remove the ceiling. and l- Just be limitless. Think outside the box. Grow. Be great. I had a person tell me, you know, oh, so many people is in competition with me. I said, oh, God, that's horrible. I I don't want you to be in competition with me. I don't want you to think that I'm jealous of you or anything. I want us all to make it. And if you go further than me, shit, I'm clapping for you. Do your thing. I'm not going to ask you how you did it, why you did it. Shit, you did it. That's it. Which takes me into, so for the past few days, I've been watching, rewatching Buffy, right? Yeah, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Don't judge me. So, it, it, everyone that's in the story, right? If you haven't seen the series, it's way in the back, you know, years ago. Um, but everyone is in the story. The story really centers around Buffy, Willow, and Xander, because those are the three. See, when it comes on, you will think, okay, it's just Buffy. Yeah, the show is named Buffy, but Willow and Xander are key imponents on it. Why? Because one, they keep Buffy humble, and they let her know at the end of the day, yeah, I understand you the vampire slayer, you're the great I am, you're this, you're that, but you're still a girl. You're still a young girl, and you still have to deal with life. You got to deal with dating boys, paying bills, growing up, going through adolescence. You gotta, you got to deal through all of that. Peer pressure, all of the bullying because Cordelia was the biggest bully out of all of them, right? No matter what. Falling in love and you know, just looking at life. Yeah, she had a calling, but she still had to live. And Xander and Willow Make sure she understood that. Now, here's Willow. Young girl, nerdy, Jewish. But, you know, she's Willow. Awkward, but very educated, right? You can tell she didn't have, she's the only child. She didn't have that, like her mother and her father were more academically, you know, those parents. Where they didn't really give her that, that love. That Joyce gave to, like Buffy's mom gave. So Willow got it from all of them. Xander, the nerdy one, didn't have a power. Didn't have none of that. But he was Xander, right? And it, one of the one of the episodes, there's two that I saw that I was like, wow, you know, this is this is crazy. It reminds you of your spiritual journey. One of the episodes was. Uh, Okay, Willow became a witch, right? Very powerful witch. Buffy's a vampire slayer. Xander's just Xander, right? But he serves the greatest purpose of all. Of all. The greatest purpose of all. Xander, when Xander had a chance, now Xander could have asked for to be the greatest slayer. He could have asked for when he had a chance to do witches or uh, wishes. And he could have been been around all this stuff. He... Access to all kind of magic books. All of that. Xander could have been the most powerful witch. Xander could have been able to be uh, Buffy. Xander could have had money out the wazoo. When they told Xander what he wanted, he just wanted Cordelia back. And for them to stop bothering him, because Cordelia made him feel bad. That was it. And he had access to do all, All other things. Xander was the person that was just normal, just regular. But in the end, he was the most powerful one. He didn't have powers. He didn't have anything. But he had a heart. And he showed love for his friends as well as all those that were around him. He treated them all the same. He wanted to know you outside of whatever label they gave you. He wanted to know you. Xander was that guy, and I always have a great love for Xander, right? Now there was a, a episode that I saw, and I said, "Wow, that's how people usually see you, right?" So there's this episode where Buffy's going through some shit and all of that. Okay, so she winds up dating the uh, what's his name, Riley, the the Black Ops guy, the you know, general, colonel, or whatever, sergeant, whatever he is right? So, she wanted, she, I have a problem when people always say, well, I ain't speaking to them, I'm gonna make them suffer. You ain't making me suffer. That's your choice. But don't get mad when I make my choice, because I gave you access. Like, okay, so, and hence why I love Xander again. So, Riley had a chance to either go over in Brazil and you know take down monsters or stay there with buffy and he wanted to stay there with her right but she was sitting there and so xander when he saw it he was like you know riley really loved you you had a chance where you know you could have somebody with you in your corner but you walking away makes that do what so in her mind and just in this episode that oh well if i walk away he's gonna he's gonna be mad, but i'll come back later And he's going to be right there. So, the helicopter came. He jumped on that motherfucker and left. He was going for like a year or something. And when he did come back to chase a demon, right, that came over in Sunnydale, he came with his wife. Him and his wife was married for four months. Bugged a Buffy out. Right, bugged her out where she was like, you know, when she saw him, his wife wasn't there, she was, you know, on the other side, preparing to come. So she's all infatuated, like, oh my god, Riley's back. Like, oh, and Riley's like straight to the point, you know. And I, it's something to see someone from your past or an ex-lover or anybody, you know, if you have feelings or just a what-if or whatever, right? On Buffy's in. Riley's doing the job, but we all still have emotions. We're human. We're going to have emotions. So when they was fighting the monster, Riley's wife came. So Buffy's standing there thinking she's going to lay a kiss on her, think it's going to be, oh, I left for a year, but I still have these feelings for you and all that. I want us to be together. And his wife jumped down and said, what are you doing with my husband? (laughs) Ah! I fell out. I loved it. I loved it. Right? I lived for that. So, and not because of maybe what you're thinking, like oh, she she's just mad. No, because she, like other people, believe that where I left you is where I've turned back, and where you'll still be. No. I'm not. You left. I'm going to move on and continue with my life. Unbothered. Bye. And most people have that perception. They have that thinking. Like, oh, I can leave and come back and they're still going to be doing the same thing. No. No. Wrong, wrong. Not all of us. Now, maybe some people. Right? Okay. But not all of us. Some of us go and live our goddamn lives and to heal and move on. And we grow. We evolve. We're not standing there. And you have a lot of people when you're on this spiritual journey that and be with me people that um oh you know they they're still doing what what they what I left them to do. No, no. I have a homeboy, right, that I grew up with. That's why you never judge a book by its cover. And you know, I grew up with him. But like I say, you don't live with people. You know them when they're in front of you or what they portray or show you. So one day I saw him out in the street. He came by my shop, and I saw his lake. And I was like, wow, I never knew. He said, you never asked. And it, he was right. You know, we, we assume that because we're healing or we're on this journey... That everyone else is beneath us. That is the most arrogant, horrible shit that I've heard and seen people say and do. No. I remember sitting in the projects one time. And I was going in. I was, you know, a few. It was like maybe a, a few days before I was going in. like, no, matter of fact, it was that summer. Because we went in March. So it was that summer. Right? And it was a girl sitting there. And I didn't even know if she was initiated. All the time I lived in the projects and hung in the projects, I didn't know. And at, she she's so cool. She is so cool, man. Bless her heart. She is so cool. And it was crazy because as I was going in, I seen more and more people that were coming out. And that's been initiated. But a lot of people, like I said, they didn't, they didn't show it. They didn't show it. So, you know, learning firsthand that. No one is better than no one else. Your journey is your personal journey, but don't get egotistical or think that you're better than someone else or think, yeah, because I'm rising and I'm going to be better than them. No, no. We're all from the same goddamn tree. We may have different, our roots might be called differently, but we're all in the same tree. Spiritual tree. We're all a part of it. All of us. Wiccans, pagans, Paleros, santeros, She Shei, Kendoble, Mama Wanta, like whatever it is, Voodoo, Hoodoo, Conja, Root Workers, everyone's involved. Because we have one agenda to heal ourselves, to heal our family, to heal our community, to heal the world. That's the end of be bill, But we get so tied up in egotistical shit self-absorbance arrogance you know we we get tied up with that and we take that shit and we think that oh well if you initiate you're better than me no I'm not I remember somebody told me that too they want to stop speaking to me but I wouldn't allow because I was like just got initiated what that mean I got superpowers what 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 that mean like at the end of the day I'm still me how you doing I just took it a step further to invest in me. That's it. My choices are my choices. Your choices are your choices. I want to celebrate you. But I'm not in competition. Oh, because you initiated, you know. Then go get initiated if you feel like strong about it. And I, I walk with you as you go along. But what I'm not going to do is allow you to make me feel horrible or think that, you know, like, oh, I broke up. I'm not a friend no more because she initiated no, I'm still me. How you doing, Putin? When I walk into any place, I don't go in there. Now, yeah, I say, Efi. I'll be like, yeah, my name is Efi, And they be like, hey, what's up? You know, I'm not sitting there. Even if I'm in all white or if I'm going to a ceremony, I throw myself at the elders. and I sit and talk to people. You know, and when I... Some people... <laughs> When I try to throw myself, they go, Oh no, you don't have to do that. Okay. But then don't 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 lie later on behind my back and be like, just side note. Oh, she didn't throw herself. Well I tried to. You you stopped me. So say the rest of the story. But that's neither here nor there. But anyway, the 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 episode was really fascinating because she had in her mind that because he left, he'll be back and you know he'll want her back. He moved on with his life and looked amazing. like for real, Scott really, 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 really took it there. I was like, "All right, Roley. but um, and she was shocked. She didn't even know what to do. She didn't know, like how to even react. We can't think that because we're on this spiritual journey, we're better than anyone. No. You're taking the time to invest in you. Kudos for you. Congratulations. Whatever it is. Whether you go sign up to get therapy, whether you start doing shadow work, whether you start learning how to read cards or make spells or baths or you're trying to save your children. Whatever it is. Kudos for you to see a problem and get a solution of fixing it. But starting with you first. Because it is the needle that pulls the thread. Not the other way around. So kudos for you for saying, hey, I know there's better and I know there's more out there for me. I don't just have to sit here. Kudos for you. You made a decision to change your life. Now, you making that decision, does that equate or equals to everyone around you as being dumb, stupid, um, not educated, not spiritual? They don't understand? No. We all start off as students. We all have to learn. We didn't come in this world as masters. We didn't come knowing everything, no. So stop, breathe, and realign yourself. Ah, oh, stop, breathe, and realign yourself. That's that's the whole thing. Stop, breathe. And realign yourself. Because we—it it is so easy to get into these these niches of I'm better than you. I know more than you. I'm more spiritual than you. I'm this. I'm that. And when I leave and come back, they're still the same. How do you know? You don't even know what they went through. (laughs) You don't. It's something to get your ego and your deflated, right? Tell you love. and it ain't got nothing to do with spirituality. When I when I moved down to Atlanta, you know here I am. I'm in New York, like ah fuck that. Hell. And I remember I would walk my kids to the bus stop, right? And they would call me the ghetto mom. They'd be like, oh here she come, the ghetto mom. I don't give a fuck. Don't bother my kids. Make them and Dede and Isha were in uh, junior high school, right? So. Every school down there, you either drive or you take that bus. So, I remember, you know, it was a a boy that was bothering my daughter. And, you know, I ran up on him like, yo, don't fuck with my daughter. Like, you know. Now, was I wrong in a adult sense? Yeah, I was. I was. I was. Right? Because <clears throat> he has a parent. And I could have went to the parent. Right? (laughs) And for real. So instead, I went to the kid. Fuck that. Don't fuck with my daughter. I will fuck you up. Ah, I'm in the South. So I see the mother. And she invited me in for coffee. I was like, okay. I said, well, you know, you got to tell you. She put her gun up on the table. She said, let me tell you something, my love. She said, I'm from Chicago. She said, I get it. She said, but down here now, we are in the South. We sit and we talk to parents and we figure out what ways of, you know, trying to get these kids in a better place. What we're not going to do is that shit. All that rah-rah and all that shit. Because we can shoot it out. We can duke it out. We can do all that. But the same way you want going to protect yours, I'm going to protect mine. Wait, what? <laughs> Woo! I grew up that day. I grew up that day. I'm going to tell you. I'm, I'm for real. I grew up that day. I left that New York shit behind. Now, y'all can say what y'all want and be like, oh, that's a punk shit. No, no, no. Cause girlfriend was right, and we became real cool friends. Girlfriend was right; she was me trying to be that ghetto thing. Still thinking I'm in that that moment, and mind you, I'm spiritual, right? But still thinking of that stinking thinking moment, and not evolving and not growing, and thinking that everybody, you know, is still stuck where they are. Cause I'm more better than you know all that. Yeah, you get your ego inflated. Cause there's always somebody more spiritual than you, more better than you, all of that. That's a real talk. Well, I had to sit back and was like, damn, I said, sis, you're right. My apologies. And not only will I apologize to you, but I will apologize to your son. And she was like, nope, no need. She said, we are on the same page. I respect you. She said, because we as women, as mothers, as black women, just on this And When I looked around, she has spiritual shit in her house. But I'm not mad at her. Right? Because sometimes you have to meet people where they are. Just because you evolved, don't mean everybody else did. But you still can't disrespect them. But sometimes I have to meet you where you are. It's not matching energies. It's meeting you where you are. And at that moment, yeah. I own my shit. Because I'm a big person on taking accountability. For real. I fuck up. I'm going to let you know. Now, sometimes people can fuck up and not know. Because they're so used to it being a norm. And I know y'all can say, oh, wow, Ifabaya, you all over the place. You started with this. Poise. Because when we're on a journey, we tend to sometimes take on this ego or this persona that, oh, they're still stuck there. I'm moving forward. No, the same way you're running your race, they're running theirs. The end goal is to to die because eventually we're not staying here forever. But we all have to get there at our own pace. Some get there sooner than others. Real talk. Just because you're running your race don't mean that everybody else is stuck on the bench and they not doing nothing. That is the worst thought that you could ever have in your head. I don't need to advertise. You know, I remember when someone said, you don't ever go see your godparents and them. I said, why would you think that? Because I don't see you posting it. Why would I post it? Why would I put that up there? Like, who who am I impressing? Who who for what? Oh, why, you know, why you don't put, when you have your, your Santo birthday, why you don't put your reach out there? Who am I impressing? You know, I'm crowned. And if you don't too bad, but who am I impressing? Did, oh, she don't ask me for a, um, a Facebook page. No, she didn't. Did she say, put me on there? No. Did my egg gonna say, put me on there? No. Now everybody has their own way of doing things and bless them. I don't hold no ill will if they want to do that. My Arisha are not up for display. My Arisha or my egg ones is not up for display. They're not. Back in the day, I, I remember putting a picture of my altar when I lived in South Carolina. Right? And that was it. And I, I made it because it's personal. Right? I don't. I've never seen in my life. Now, maybe other people have. But in my life, growing up, I never seen... No one take pictures of, if they taking pictures of their church, it's, a, it's an event, right? Like the pastor's birthday or, you know, the usher board's birthday, the ushers, why they marching in, things like that. But no one's taking pictures of them, you know, going to church every Sunday. Not and not no elder woman i seen. Why? For what? In this day and age now, everything has to be recorded in order for it to be believed. And the crazy part is everything that's recorded isn't the truth. So why would I do that? Like to me, right? So people really thought I didn't have godparents or, you know, they was like, well, I, I was never ashamed to tell you who my god person was or who, who crowned me. That was it's not a secret. But I just, I didn't think that whenever I go over there, I need to broadcast it. And I never took nobody with me. Two reasons. Growing up in the hood and, and in the streets, I had one model. I do my dirt by my lonely. I don't need code defenders I had a co-defender code before and it didn't end well. So, and pressure on the pipe, make it bust. So, I don't do not do code defenders If I'm going somewhere, I'm going by myself. I'm going to take care of what I need to take care of and I'm leaving. The second is, whenever you take someone somewhere and they get antsy or if it's not about them or whatever they may be going through then they ready to leave. I came here for a purpose. You just the, that plus one. Now you feel nobody's paying attention to you. And you know, you're not in the limelight. And that used to happen to me. And why would I, why would I bring somebody? I went, I remember I was going to a Shango feast, Cabo Sile for spiritual Baptist. I took my two friends. They weren't comfortable. They wanted to leave. And it was crazy because Sean Gold walked around there the whole time looking for me. He had a message to give me. I I couldn't get that message because I'm following him like, oh no, they ready to leave. I got to go. Because I gave him these beautiful apples and I said a prayer from my heart. Right? I said a prayer to him from my heart. I didn't know who he was, but when they was showing us the different altars for the Arisha... And he told me it was a, a drummer for Shango. And I was like, well, what do he like? He was like apples and, and okra. Like he was telling me. And I saw these beautiful red apples, man. It was so beautiful. And I brought six of them. And I placed it. And he was like, you, he, um, Brother Rob was like, hey, you got something for him? And I said, yeah, can I give these apples? like, yeah. So I put them there and I said a prayer. Like I prayed from my heart that day. And I, I wound up leaving because I really wanted to see him get come down. Right. Because that would be my first to see it because I've never saw it. It would be my first. So but I I didn't go. I didn't stay. So I made a I made a I made a commitment to myself that whenever I go somewhere, if someone wants to leave, they can. I'm not leaving. And I always tell people, listen, I'm going to a drumming. I'm going to a ceremony. It may be a little long. So if you want to come, you can. But I'm not leaving. If you decide to leave, great. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. So normally, you know how people get, oh no, I'm going to stay too. I'm going to stay too. Until something happens. Tell you another story. I have a god sister. First drumming I took her to. When the risha started coming down, I want to leave. I said, girl, breathe. Because I I gave you the speech and I'm not going nowhere. You could go, but I'm not going nowhere. Okay, okay. I'm just scared. Now, mind you, Every time I saw her, girl, I know about the reach and stuff. Oh, I can't wait. Watch. They're going to see my power. I never did that. I'm not... I was so happy with my Tata Felix and Paolo told me that. He said, I'm not saying that you do it, but don't ever do it. Just in case. I don't care where you are. And it could have been opportunities where I could have lied or said, yeah, I do this. And I don't. Right? And I remember one time because they said, if you ever claim something you will get publicly embarrassed or humiliated, right? Because it's going to be someone that really does that and they're going to make you look stupid. I don't like public embarrassment. So I made sure I stayed who I am, what I am. I know my place. I run my race. And if I don't know it, I don't care what nobody else say. I'll be like, oh, I don't know that. But what, how you do that? What's that? You don't know that? No, I don't. <laughs> okay, now you're going to show me or what? Like, I, I'm not going to, you can't make me feel bad for something I don't know. Boo! I was in the streets. I, I wasn't this person that, you know, was in religion. So, let, let's, either you want to show me or I can move on and find it from somewhere else. Like, thank you. So, she would do that. Now, I remember this fake Baba <laughs> Uh When they had did my, my promo, the young lady worded it wrong. Right. He was like, oh, if you are uh, Iyanif, I said, I never said that. So she, she did. She went back, she worded it right. And he just kept on dragging it, kept on dragging it. But even the woman got on and said, I worded it wrong. My bag. She was like, I didn't think it was, you know, something bad. I'm not into that. So I just thought it sound better to me. And she even owned it. But he just kept on, kept on, kept on. And then I found out later on that he had issues, you know, with black women. He did. He had issues with black women in its entirety. So I just left him to his own demise after a while. Because some people, they do. They, like I said, when they start on this journey, they they want to act like they're better than everyone else. And they think that gives them license to bully people and downgrade them and talk about them and drag them. Let me tell y'all this so y'all will know, right? And I pray that none of y'all have to go through that. Karma is a motherfucker. Now, before karma hits, everything that you do to somebody, the block will spin and it will come back to you because it's no fun when the rabbit got the gun, when you got to take your own medicine, It, it it ain't pretty. So be mindful of how you treat people, what you say to people, and how you interact with people, because it will come back to you three folds, three folds, and then some. So you gotta be mindful on what it is you do and how you do things, and um, so you gotta you gotta stand on that, and you have to make sure that you are doing things right. You don't want somebody. To feel bad and feel disrespected if we all don't know everything. Excuse me, y'all. We all don't know everything. We're learning. We're all students. And to think that you're better. Now, this also puts me on the next episode of Buffy. She always was told, you're the only slayer. You're the great. You're the chosen one. Well, you had Faith, the Slayer. You had the other Jamaican black girl, the Slayer. And then, near the end, she was the teacher or the guide of a million other future Slayers. But also in Wakanda, right? I'm just giving you different parts. In Wakanda and the Black Panther, that the the metal that they used to make everything and make all of their shields and their power, the uranium or whatever it was, right? They were told that it only hit them. But everybody has a creation story. Everyone has a story of a beginning. Doesn't mean your story is not true and it doesn't make it not right. But we all have it. I, have a, I had met a young lady that was Hindu, right? And their creation story is beautiful to me. We here you get two versions. You get one about how Jesus, Adam and Eve, right? And they ate the apple and all of that got kicked out. Or you're here in the Yoruba, you know, and they sent him down. And Oshun was the one only woman that came down to... Help life, or how Obatala created, you know, human beings, and how you had a sobo and Ide. So there's all different creations and all different beginnings. So you're not the only one. Be grateful for your story and stand on it, that your lineage of, you know, what you was taught, but don't discredit someone else's. You know. I know people that are in voodoo. I know people that's in hoodoo. I know people that are satanic worshipers. I know people that are atheists, you know, and we respectfully respect each other's journey because we all understand it's bigger than us. We're just pawns on the board. We do what we were called to do, Right. Then let's talk about the Willow aspect. Willow wasn't was born a witch, but she perfected her craft. She took advantage of Giles being the librarian, Giles being in the magic store. Willow was making potions and creating stuff and learning languages. She invested in herself. She became one powerful-ass goddamn witch. For real. Real talk. She turned Amy's ass back from being a rat, so she would just, uh, she was like, oh, thought about it. The paper appeared, but she invested in herself, right? Willow was powerful ass little witch, but all from hard work, dedication, consistency, and learning and being humble to listen. But the part that I loved about Willow was she questioned Giles. Yeah, you're my mentor. You, you got access to all of this. But I'm going to still ask questions. I don't give a fuck who you are. I'm going to still gonna ask questions. Because today or tomorrow, you may not be here. I still need to learn how to do these things. And what happened? Giles left. And today and tomorrow, Willow had to kind of take lead. So, real talk. I love her for that. But then, also, with great power, and great knowledge comes greater, greater, not great, greater responsibility. And you can get hooked on things real, real quick. Hence why in my Itai and in my they tell me, I have to be careful of vices and things like that. Because, But in my waking life, outside of I always had to tell people, yo, I can't get involved or go too hard because I would go overboard. I would overdo it. I would become so obsessed with it, right? Because I have that obsessive behavior. Like, if you're my friend and I had to learn how to stop and spirituality saved me with that. Because if you're my friend and you need something... Oh, you sick. I'm coming in, cleaning your house, cooking for you, washing your dishes, washing your clothes, taking care of your kids. I'm doing all that. I will over... Oh, my God. Even if I get an animal. Oh, my goodness. When I had the cat, I brought a house. I brought a a whole scratching post. I brought her the best of whatever. For real. I did. And then I was looking for doctors so I can take her to and I was looking for the best doctor because as a friend or as a provider or as someone that's in you, that's you know here with you I want you to have the best like I have or better than me right and it is crazy so I in my attitude, it was telling me to step back and it wasn't an easy lesson to learn but I had to step back right and So with Willow, she became so obsessed with it that instead of doing like normal thing of getting up, if the pen is in the kitchen to get up and walk and go get the pen, she'll just snap and the pen will appear, right? We're talking TV, but still the same, right? Or if like she has to get something on the computer, she'll rather snap the easy way out. No. No. But then she started just magic started taking over her life. Now, let me take this back in a spiritual sense. I've seen people ignore their family, ignore their partner, ignore their kids, and become so spiritually (laughs) inclined that the world around them that they live in didn't exist no more. And what happens? Now they're borderline crazy as a fucking Bessie bug. For real. I'm not even going to lie to you. Everything is spiritual, spiritual, spiritual. You hear that? You hear that? Somebody's spirit is coming. You hear that? You hear that? And you be like, damn. But I get it. That's why you need a balance. Hence why Xander in this equation kept them all anchored. He had no powers. He had shit. Xander, he couldn't even fight. He had get a in and they'll whoop his ass. But he kept Their humanity in check. I have friends that don't know shit about spirituality. They don't have a clue. They don't even want to know that. They Man, when we get together, we just chill. We talk. Nothing spiritual. There's nothing spiritual. And it keeps a balance. Ah, hence the conversation. A balance. And not thinking that wherever you left people, they still going to be there. No, it's a balance in your life. When I go to New York and I go around to the projects, we talk. Like, they be like, oh, you you be writing some crazy shit on Facebook, man. And I laugh and be like, some of the shit that I really want to post, I can't. Because, you know, they be like, yo, I be bugging out with your shit, man. Yo, good looking. Or, y'all be hearing your podcast, man. Yo, when you talk about that spiritual shit, I don't be listening. But anything else, yo, especially we even talk about back in the day, yo, remember when? And I'm cool with that. And there's nothing spiritual. Nobody's walking up to me saying, hey, you know, um, you want your cards read or I see your spirit. Because they, they don't vibe like that. They don't. And I want y'all to hit me in the head with, oh, but what if your spirit is talking to them? Why? I remember being at an event and it was Frank Bell that said, he said, my mother ain't crowned, but she has belief in, um, um, Santa Barbara. He said, and she loved her white and red beads and everything. He said, and Santa Barbara listens to her. She said, and she has a respect for Shango. He said, but she ain't crowned. She, no, but she loves it. Her faith is what takes her over. Uh, I got friends. They believe in them. And whatever happens, happens. Be it good, bad, or different. They're going to take care of it. But what they don't want is for somebody to come and be like, yeah, your spirit said." They're going to look at you and be like, yo, man, back up with that shit. We don't do that. So I'm supposed to bully them and bogart them and whatever. Now, please hit me in the head with, but what if you see something for them? Then I'm going to go home and pray. Pray to give them strength as well as myself. And that is it. Some people don't want messages. Some people will knock you the fuck out when you disrespect or go against their boundaries. Hence why the balance is real. I got friends that all they do is talk about spiritual stuff. And believe it or not, no shade. It gets boring after a while. It do. It gets boring after a while. Because you need a variety in your life. We live in this world. I got Chinese friends. I got Hindu friends. I got African friends. I got white friends. I got all kinds. Croatian. All kinds. And I'm good with it. And when we talk, we talk about life. If spirituality was to come up, great. But guess what I'm not going to do? Bogart my way and be like, well, you know I'm crowned. You have to respect. No, no, no. If you know I'm crowned, then you're going to respect it. If not, move on. That's it. Does it make... what? Can I take that to the bank and tell them? No, I can't. A title is just a title. If you're not doing nothing with it, then okay. I know monks that don't... You won't even know they're monks. (laughs) But the way they carry themselves, you'll know they are a person of stature. You'll know they're someone. Because you'll feel their energy and their vibe. That's it. But you're not no better than no one else. Hence why every thing I do, I make sure there's a round table there. Why? Because we're all the same. No one is greater than no one else. For real. But we get into this mood of, and don't think that because you move forward, that those people are still there. Most of them are going too. We all don't want to sit at the pity table. None of us want to sit at the table that we've been sitting in for 50 goddamn years. Some of us want to get up and evolve. Some of us will take advantage of that room and that table that we in like Willow. We all have a certain part in them. We all believe we are the one like um, Buffy. We all would know how to fight, cuss, do all of that. But it's the the little things she needed help with. So, even the Slayer needed a backup or needed friends to help her. Somebody had to do the research. Somebody had to tell her what she was fighting. Somebody had to let them know this is the weakness and all of that. And somebody had to keep them all grounded and anchored. Real talk. And growing up, not now, but when we were younger, Carrie was the anchor out of all of us. She would anchor us to make sure, yo, know, you ain't better than nobody, you ain't better than nobody, you ain't we all here together. Together we're powerful. Separate we don't do that. And I respected her for that growing up. You know, Nisi was the one that was like the nurturer. She would make sure everybody would um have what they need and she we, we, we gotta eat at some time. So Nisi was the nurturer. Lisa was the one that didn't give a fuck. Like, yo, who the fuck they talking to? Slick was the one that you know, yo, we gotta walk over here, we gotta do this, we gotta do that. Michelle was the pretty Darcell, you know, she was the quiet one, but yet and still she would do what she needs to do. Vanessa Harvin was the one, like, yo, we need to go other places to get involved with it. Mo was always to me the, the minister. So it wasn't, it wasn't foreign when I saw that she was a preacher because Moe was Mo was always the one to give a word. Berta I always knew it was going to be something because Bert, even though we're all young, let an adult say something. Just be like, these are the kids. Bert would speak up for all of us. You know what I'm saying? So they all helped, but we all looked out for one another. And even as we got older, you know? So, I mean, at the end of the day, y'all, I say all of this to say while you're on your journey, keep a balance. No, all your friends don't need to get together in one room because you will fuck you and them up. No, people are not all going to be there when you come back. People are not going to be sitting there waiting, thinking you're going to be the great I am. If that's the case, we are all the great I am. God gave gifts to everybody. You ain't the only one. Because you have people say, oh, I was born with a gift. So was everybody else. He said in the Bible. Y'all didn't read it? He said, I gave some teachers, preachers, seers, healers. He He made sure he poured that in all of us. My my aunt, God bless the dead, my Aunt Louise, would say that. We all got a gift. Everybody. Everybody's born with a gift. Now, do everybody want that gift of, oh, I can have the gift of sight. Oh, I have the gift. You can have the gift of cooking. Your ministry could be in cooking. Your ministry could be in writing letters and sending the phone cleaning. I know somebody. Her name is Anna. You go in her goddamn house, you can eat off her floor and her walls. For real. Real talk. She cleans all the time. That's our ministry. I always say that. So we all are born with a gift. Don't think you, you, no, no. But it's beautiful to have a balance. Have some friends that don't deal with spirituality. Have some friends. Listen, I got scammer friends. I got pimp, prostitute friends. I got friends from all over. And I love them all. And I appreciate every single one of them. Real talk. Because when we meet up, I don't judge them on what they do. I don't. I don't judge them on what they do. What you do is your business. If you got, if this is how you got to pay the bills, baby. Pay it. Listen. Shit. We all got a chapter in our book that we happy only God read. So, let's be real. But don't ever think that you are just more better or you're you're more of this, because people don't have a problem with deflating your ego or bringing you down the size. Just don't claim something you're not. That's the that's the true lesson in this world. Don't claim something you're not, because when you run into something, the real people that are, it's an embarrassment, and you don't want that. But it's okay to say, hey, I'm a student. I'm learning. I still tell people. It was a lady. She's like, I've been a paletto forever. I said, No, I'm scratched. I said, But my godmother um, wanted, she believed in doing one thing at a time and for you to master it, you know, before you go into the next. I got crowned. I needed to know who my Arisha was. I needed to connect with my Arisha. So I'm only six years old in the religion. So, you know, being crowned. Now, going forward, I can spend time on learning more about Palo. And I I have a great love for it. I love when my Tata is sitting there singing and doing. I think that is so mesmerizing. You know, I I do. Not him, just anybody. When they do it, oh my God, I think it's beautiful. I always thought it was beautiful. Um, But most people, they don't. They don't, you know, they want to try to learn everything. Oh, I need to learn everything. Well, a dog only got four legs, but he only walked one way. You got to master and do one thing at a time. Doing all of that will confuse you. I met a sister that she was like, oh, this is my altar. She had a risha on there, Egyptian gods, dead people, living people. I said, girl, stop. No, no, no. My spirits told me this. What's your spirit name? Huh? What's your spirit name? I said, what? She was like, what? They don't have names. I know you lying. And I didn't do it in front of people. I sat there with her. I said, when you pray, don't they tell you to pray for your for your people? Yeah. Do you say their names? Yes. I said, even when you were a kid. Now lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wait, I pray the Lord my soul will take. God bless mommy. God bless daddy. God bless my brother, Robert. God bless. Yes, you say their names. When we mow you by. We, when we mow you by. We say names. We don't say spirit. When my mother died, she had a name. We forget their name. So, that's one. Two, you know your spirits, Okay, so what's, your, what's the name? Everybody got a name. Hi. Oh, for real? Yes. And then when you have all these things on one table, not everything goes together. Doesn't. Not everything goes together. This is not a pot of gumbo pudding. You just don't mix it all together. And most people, that's one of their their things. And then they wonder why they live in their life of chaos. Oh, you know, I understand why me and my kids we can't connect. Girl, first of all, take all that stuff off. This this is your meeting place. Now you got everybody meeting. Put it like this: you got white folks, slave owners. The bloods, the crypts, the living people, dead people, they all standing there. What they going to do? They're going to attack them and attack you. No, we don't do that. An ancestor altar is just for the dead. It's for your people and those that, you know, friends or someone that you consider close. Great. And if you have an Orisha altar and you're not crowned, you are really opening the door for some stuff that you don't need. But you know, telling someone that, and I remember telling a sister that she was like, "Oh, I have an ocean altar." I said, you crown? No." I said, "So who are you praying to?" Oh, I have the, I have the, uh, I have all her yellow. I have her statue. I have her fan. I have her mirror. I have pumpkins all around because I had a pumpkin in my store. And she was like, yeah, because you Oshun, right? I said, no, I'm not Oshun. That's one. She Orisha. I'm, I'm human. I said, two is, my pumpkins is because of Shango, Sile, not for um, Oshun. What? I was like, yeah. And she was like, well, why don't you wear yellow? Because my Oshun don't like yellow. She looked at me like I was crazy. What? No, Oshun. That googled? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. I said, okay. But everybody I know wear yellow, and I would be like, they Oshun. And I said, my God sister wear yellow, but she's not crying though. She, she's crying in my eye. So what did that mean? Oh, oh. Stop watching Google. I said, what books have you read? What who's your mentor? Like who's you can be no 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 no. She was like, oh, so you carry a mirror, right? Cause you're the child of Oshima. No, I carry a mirror to always check myself to see what part I played. In anything that's taking place in my life, that's why I carry a mirror. I already know I'm cute, so no, I don't carry a mirror for that. And no, because I'm the child of Oshun, no. Now, some people's will do, or some people's, you know, thing, they may have to carry a mirror. That's not mine. But to have all of this stuff on one table will have you confused and take all living. If you are listening and you have this on your altar, please remove it any pictures of you and your dead ancestor. Cut you out or take it off and find, t- copy it, which I find it very easy, copy it, cut you out or crop it and then put the dead person up there. Why are you trying to rush yourself to the grave? If, you, if this is your ancestor altar, please remove all other deities or angels or all that off of there. It is just for the dead. That's it, that's all. It is not a party that you're having. It,